0: Hello. Why, that's much better. Well, good. Then I'll just uh,
1: set it in here. All right. Well, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. This is not quite as comfy as my recliner, but uh, I'm. Geez, I'm sorry. Yeah, the things I have to, you know, the talk
0: about suffering. <laughs> you need, you need some buffering. I need some buffering suffering. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh we're going to talk about uh, Uday L Bowman, right? Who? <laughs> I was just uh I, I was uh, uh watching some someone on uh, on, uh TV and they, and they 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 did Twelfth Street Rag. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which was written by Uday L Bowman. I did not know that. And neither did I, <laughs> nor <laughs> hardly anyone else.
1: But of course, uh, I, I didn't. I didn't know who wrote "In the Mood." Really? Until I, I was playing it one day at the at, at the piano, upright piano in this bar in Birmingham, Alabama. And this guy comes up and elbows me out of the way. He says, that's not how it goes. This is how it goes. And I say, what would you know about it? And he said, I wrote the damn song. <laughs> Who was it? I can't think of his name. No. <laughs> you, you, it'll, you, it'll come to me when we're offline.
0: You, you, Dave, by the way, was born in Fort Worth. Uh-huh. And he sold it for 100 bucks. He sold Fort Worth. No, he sold Twelfth Street Rag. Uh, for a well, 100 hundred
1: bucks, that was that was that was pretty good in those <laughs> days.
0: <good>. Yeah, <laughs> and it was, by the way, the uh, first song I ever asked, uh, first record I ever asked uh, my family to buy me. The Pee Wee Hunt version. <laughs> nah, not Which... the Art Tatum version, huh? No, no, yeah. no. P- Pee Wee, it was a huge record in 1948. Well you better believe it. That's right. <laughs> and, and and legend has it, I couldn't get them to understand what I was saying. I guess I was two. Mm. <laughs> 12, 12 street rag, 12 street rag. They always made and years later they made fun of me still for uh, how I sounded trying to ask for twelfth street rag. But I
1: did get it. <laughs> well well no wonder you turned out the way you did with That's a childhood right. like that. <laughs> really? I'm, I'm, I'm still
0: trying to get him to understand what the fuck I'm saying. Yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> By the way, last night uh, you'd be interested to know that I played a uh I played uh, uh Maceo Parker's uh, Basic Funk 101 and followed it with Your Intro and then um uh uh a uh, uh, party in the room next door. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know. Cool. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we good. get
1: the get the party going on with that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure of uh, too many people playing uh, playing your record and um, Maceo
1: Parker. No. Yeah, all, all I would need at that party would be Norman Sylvester. <laughs> well, I guess we're rolling, aren't we? Uh, I'm rolling if you are. All right. <laughs>
0: I don't know where I'll pick this up, but I'll pick it up somewhere. Okay. Um, so look, uh, uh, now that you're famous, you're gonna come. You're finally gonna come back to town, huh? Well, they 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 only let me in every two or three years. <laughs> uh, I remember I remember when I could walk down the street and go see you. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta yeah. wait, and I
1: gotta wait years between gigs. Well, uh, you know, I have trouble. I have trouble getting in to see myself these days.
0: <laughs> oh man! So it's uh, going to be, be nice to. to uh, who 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 will you have playing with you at the at the blues festival? Do you know yet? Oh, uh,
1: you you know a bunch of. Uh, 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 you know that's a closely guarded secret. <laughs> Well, I I guarantee you, Peter Damon's going to get up and play with me because he he played on my new CD. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He came all the way up here, uh, you know, rode a couple of ferries and uh, hung out in uh, on, on Vancouver Island with me for a few days and uh-huh. laid this thing down. So I I got to have my homie uh, on on the stage with me. Yeah. And I, go ahead sorry I think uh, I think Jimmy Bott's gonna play drums with me down there good, uh, good. and uh Tim Shaughnessy will probably play bass uh-huh. beyond, beyond that it's uh, it's uh I'm not prepared to say <laughs> oh okay um, so how, how, t- 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 tell me
0: about this record It's uh, it, uh because I want to hear you talk about it
1: well it's uh, you know this the impetus uh for this record was the drummer on it a guy named Billy Hicks uh-huh. a great Canadian drummer uh you know one of the best drummers in all of Canada and he's played with everybody he was uh, he was a member of the Powder Blues band for a while and they they're one of the uh, probably the two or three biggest blues acts in Canada mm-hmm. and um Billy and I became friends and worked a few shows together and he 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 was uh complaining that none of my records sounded like uh, what he thought I should sound like, uh, judging by my shows. They didn't sound like my shows uh-huh. to his ear. And I said, well, what are you going to do about that? Yeah. <laughs> and he, he started uh, getting on me to, to come up and uh, and record at this studio he knows in in uh, Nanaimo, B.C., which is about 60 miles north of Victoria on Vancouver Island. Mm-hmm and uh so he just became the co-producer of this thing and, and lit the fire under me and uh uh made the arrangements with the studio and um, and and then once we once we got in the studio uh w- making sure we had the right players uh he was a he was instrumental in in selecting this bass player Ryan Tandy upright bass genius a young man that you know, hardly anybody knows of even here on Vancouver Island <laughs> but they're, they're going to know his name now all over, all over Canada and elsewhere because he man he tore it up on this album and so uh, Billy said you know this is the guy that locks in with me as tight as anybody else so you should get him uh, and uh, and then he was really excited when I told him that, that Peter was willing to come up and then my regular guitar player in Victoria, Tom Bowler, he was he was there too. And uh, you know, Tom's playing on this album. Uh, Peter does most of the solos. Yeah. But uh, but Tom plays great blues rhythm guitar. And uh, I was having this mock argument backstage with the leader of the Downchild Blues Band, a guy named Donnie Walsh, who's mm-hmm. a legendary blues player in in in, in Canada. Uh, and and you know they were the Canadian inspiration for the Blues Brothers because uh, Belushi hang out with Curtis Salgado and D K Stewart and those guys down in Eugene, uh-huh. but Aykroyd hang out hung out with Donnie Walsh and Downchild in Toronto. <laughs> 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 so uh, you, you know and and uh, they covered a bunch of the Downchild tunes on their first album. Um, so I'm I'm having this little mock argument with Donnie, and I said you you know. Uh, in the blues, rhythm guitar playing is a is a dying art. Everybody wants to wants to be out front and be the solo guy and wear the tight pants and make the funny faces when they bend the string. And he said, it's not a dying art, it's a dead art. <laughs> I said, no, it's a dying art. He said, no, it's a dead art. <laughs> Next thing he knew, they were having to pull us apart. You <laughs> know, can just kind of mock fight that went on backstage. But... Uh, I think Tom proved it's not quite dead yet. Uh, <laughs> and of course, Downchild, those guys. Uh, I, you know, the reason I was backstage was to thank them for recording my song. Uh, they they recorded my song "Worried About the World" on their last album, mm-hmm. uh, which is called "Something I've Done," which uh, the album stayed at number one. On the on the Roots Music Chart for Canada for about six months. I mean, it was just incredible. Wow. And the uh, their their version of Worried About the World went to uh, number one worldwide on the Blues Songs uh, on the Roots Charts. And they they told me that uh, you know they've been together over forty five years, and it's the first time they'd hit number one in anything. Wow. Uh, and I thought, well, you know. Uh, I tell you what, if you write if you write songs, you, you want the best people to do them, you know, you want to hear what they'd sound like. And so for me, an old blues guy, to write a blues song and have it recorded by what I consider the best blues band in the world was just a real thrill, even if it hadn't charted or hadn't got played on the radio, uh, just to hear my music being played by those guys, I can't tell you how that felt and still feels. That's great. Well, your album's doing pretty good. Yeah, it is. It's it's not too shabby. It's uh. Would you have six tunes in the in the top ten? Well, I had seven. <laughs> seven. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't try to run me down now. Shortcake. No, that was in the the British British Columbia charts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the thing has uh, got as high as number three on in the Canadian charts, and it's charting this month on the in the Living Blues radio charts. Uh, and I don't think any album of mine has ever done that before, so that's kind of nice. It is nice. Must be all yeah. the airplay you're getting on Cam HD. Yeah, I sure appreciate it, too. <laughs> and there's one or two other guys around the world that are that are playing it a little bit. Uh, uh, I even got excited. I got a brother that lives outside Orlando, Florida, and there's an Orlando station that played a track or two. And he, <laughs> And he he missed it, so he's frantically spinning the dial trying to find that station and hear it again. Maybe they'll play it again. <laughs> so, what's the story behind "Party in a
0: Room Next Door"? Because when 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 you sent me the record, you, I said, "What do you what, what do you want me to play?" And that was the first that was the first thing you said you want me to play. So, what, what 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 about that tune?
1: Well, you know, I sat down with a record company, uh, Cordova Bay. It's it's a record company uh, based here uh, on the island in Victoria. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, they have a couple of other blues artists. They have David Gogos on there. He's a, a, a blues guitar hero here in Canada, and they have a lot of singer songwriters and folky artists and uh, alt rock bands. And so I'm, me and Gogo are in their blues corner, and mm-hmm. I was sitting down with the the owner and president of the company, and we were just talking about maybe maybe doing another record someday, and he said it should be something different from from what you did before. And I said, well, what do, you, what do you think? And he said, well, it ought to be just like the title of the album should be, there's a party going on in the room down the hall. <laughs> you know, the whole thing would just be jumping, and party music. <clears throat> so I uh, made a mental note of that and, and, and later uh, started trying to write this song just as, well, I was just going to send it to him so he'd get a laugh out of it. But yeah. it kept growing and And then I, you know, I like to write from different points of view. Uh, Uh Like, uh, I don't think of this guy in the song so much as a traveling musician. It's maybe like a traveling salesman or, Uh you you know, dental equipment rep or something like that. And, uh, (laughs) you know, he's been traveling all day and the airlines lost his luggage and he finally got to the hotel and, and they don't have his reservation, you know. And so he finally gets a room. Gets in there and says, I can get a few hours rest before i got to make my first presentation tomorrow, and he lies down, and then they get started next door. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and anybody that's ever traveled for any reason has has been in that situation where you've paid paid for a room, you can't get any sleep because of the racket. Right. And and sometimes the people at the desk are cooperative, and sometimes they're unimpressed by your dilemma. (laughs) And uh, so you can either, you know, Bang on the wall and yell and grumble about it, or you can kind of go with the flow and maybe go next door and see what the party's all about. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have the, this guy who 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 hates what's going on next door and he's complaining about it, putting his pillow over his head. Will this never end? And by the end of the song, he's turned into the thing he hated. <laughs> uh, so I, I, that's what that's what interested me in it, and also just when I. I started playing it with the guys in the studio, just the way the bass and drum locked in. Uh-huh. And the, I got to tell you, the guitar solo Peter Diamond played on that—it's like uh, one of the greatest rockabilly solos of all time. It's burning. He
0: Peter's burning on that one, and that was—I, you know—I was thinking, well, I wonder if. I, I, it It took me about
1: five, you know three seconds to go, oh, that's Peter. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but then he he cranked it up, and he yeah. you know. Uh, you know, he's really grown a lot, and he's playing over the years. And he, he started out great, and he's gotten better. Yeah. Uh, boy, I mean, it, it, um, uh, yeah, can't wait to hear him with you guys. He's
0: he's He's been loaded up with extra work since the the, the changes at the Blues Festival, so I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll look forward to that.
1: Oh, yeah, he can just let it all hang out. But he is yeah. taking time to woodshed the tune, so, you know, because he asked me to, you know, send him the charts and the tracks again where he can... You, you know when you play a great solo if you yourself don't remember that you played it or <laughs> yeah.
0: they're coming for you David I hear them they're coming for you. I hear the sirens.
1: yeah well this is just where I live uh, you, you know they know they know that I'm either trying to take a nap or get some rest or a ride or, oh, or or talk, talk on the radio so oh, they,
0: now see that's the difference see the you're driving
1: around and around the house that's the difference you're,
0: you're in Canada you don't think they're coming for you. I'm in the United States. I think they're
1: coming for me. No, they're not. They're not. They're not coming for me. No. And uh, no. and if they if up here, if they're coming for you, they're coming because they think maybe you need some help. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I first right. when I first got up here, I filled out all the forms to become a permanent resident of Canada. It isn't, yeah. There's a lot of paperwork. Didn't used to be this much paperwork, but uh, you have to go get a medical exam. Uh-huh. And I thought, oh no, they're gonna they're gonna find something wrong with me. Yes. <laughs> and they're gonna use that to 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 not let me in the country, you know. Uh-huh. And so I go to the doctor, and, and and she says, "You look. Oh, are you nervous about something?" I said, "Yeah, I'm afraid you're gonna find something, and and they'll use it to deny me uh, permanent residency." Uh-huh. And she said, "No, you, you you've got it backwards. The the reason we do this exam is to find out if you got anything that needs treatment, so we can get get you get it to you. <laughs> like like it was like some kind of service for the public instead of a screening mechanism." And right, right, and uh, and that little that little story right there is, uh, you know that that that's Canada for you. That says it all. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I I got a friend that became a citizen up here, and I I went to his ceremony, and uh, they had an an older uh, Canadian judge, you know, give a little talk Mm -hmm. and swear everybody in, you know, and in a little talk he said, uh, you know, we got people here from everywhere, and uh, you know, you've all studied what Canada is all about and all that, but do you know what the most common expression that would sum up Canada is? And uh of course everybody shook their head. He said, It's this. Give the other guy a break. <laughs> and uh, you see that in traffic and you uh-huh. see it in business and you uh-huh. see it in music and uh yeah. Yeah. it's it's a, it's a it's a lovely thing.
0: Yeah, we, we have the opposite now, you know.
1: <laughs> well
0: uh let's break the other guy.
1: Yeah, it's um Yeah it's 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 quite something to behold it from uh out of the country um well i'm glad you're not in the middle of it well i'll (laughs) tell you what you know i haven't been in the united states uh uh since since the last guy was president yeah uh and um, you know pete invited me to come down and and i've always enjoyed portland and i have so many friends there plus it's a fundraiser you know and and so i said yes but um I haven't said yes to anybody else lately. Yeah. Um, well. <laughs> I I just uh, I just hope that this is one of those this too shall pass. Uh, well, we're not sure about that, are we? Uh, no, no, we're not yet. Not yet. Um, I've always I, I just I just know you know from being raised down the south, uh, you know, like at my grandmother's house, if we were. We were sitting down at the table, the whole family about to have like Sunday dinner, and some some strangers appeared on the front porch and knocked on the door. Uh, she wouldn't stand up, and say, "Who are these people? Get them! Get them! Off, get, off, get off my property! Call the police!" She'd she'd say, uh, "You know, get close together, and make a little room, and, and invite people in. If y'all had anything to eat, you know." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. The other the other thing I think of is a conversation I once had with a friend of mine that I, when I was living in Houston, Texas, uh, uh, a, a Mexican cat, and we, we were out at, and eating some food, and you know I think the World Cup was on TV in the restaurant, and mm-hmm. um, and he was saying, "Don't you guys ever get tired?" And I said, "Well, uh, tired of what?" And he said, "Well, <laughs> well, tired of all the the." the energy and labor that goes into pretending this is not Mexico. <laughs> and I said, what are you talking about? He said, well, this is Me- this has always been Mexico. It's Mexico long before any of y'all showed up. <laughs> <laughs> it, it'll be Mexico when you're gone. It's always been Mexico. Everybody knows it's Mexico, and yet everybody has to jump through these hoops and pretend it's not. And he said, our people have always come back and forth from, you know, before there was a United States, yeah. they would – they would come from what's now Mexico up in here and do seasonal work, and then he go back home, and then you put this border up, and made it hard to go back home. <laughs> 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 but you know, even before uh, the the
0: current regime, um, you know, you were writing about this stuff. I've played, I've played, um, um, uh, just just from devastating rhythm. Uh, we're all sharecroppers now.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know?
0: I mean, you wrote that, you know. Before Trump was in the picture,
1: well, sometimes you can kind of see things coming, and all um, right, or or it feels like you did, even if you didn't. But um, <laughs> you know, I, I do come from a, a line of Alabama sharecroppers. Uh, my own father actually, you know, was raised in, in, in a sharecropping family, uh-huh. where the whole family lived in a one-room shack, and uh, and they, you know, they made all these crops and. They had to turn them over to the guy that owned everything, and of course, it was it was his thumb on the scale. Right. Uh, You you know, the the guy you worked for was the judge, and he he he, you know, he would claim you didn't pick as much cotton as you thought you had uh, because you know you know maybe you didn't know math and how how scales worked and all that. You just had to take his word for it. And I, I thought a lot of people are in that in that situation today. Uh, but you know, uh, no matter how bad the situation, John Lee Hooker knew what he was talking about when he said blues is the healer. Yeah, blues the healer all over the world. It healed me. It can heal you too. Hmm. And uh, I, I believe, uh, you know, I like I like to get my news from the blues. <laughs> you know, you could you could turn on cable TV, and get your news, or or you, you could turn on Sunnyland Slim and listen to him saying, Be careful how you vote. <laughs> <laughs> I, you a, uh, go, ahead. go ahead. That's all right.
0: <laughs> you have a tune on here called Run Man, which is, uh, it sounds like you may be having the same kind of problems that uh, we are having around here about, uh, you know. it's 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 people finding it uh, hard to 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 pay for housing and 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 rent 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 places uh
1: tell me about about that tune yeah i i live in a place where it's it's hard to even find a place to live because well that's yeah yeah this is victorious where you know everybody in canada uh dreams of coming and retiring or you know it's like i don't know it's uh it's the mildest weather it's a beautiful place mm-hmm. and so the occupancy is almost a hundred percent here. Wow. And and if you find even uh a, a small basement apartment somewhere, you gotta go over there and bid on it. Wow. You, you know, and, and and uh uh landlords could be can be very picky and then but we also like many places have laws uh, and rules regulating how much you can raise the rent mm-hmm. you know you you can't you can't just suddenly jack up the rent to to get rid of somebody and get a more desirable tenant in mm-hmm. but what you can do is claim that you're renovating the place and y'all have got to temporarily move out while we do these massive renovations yeah. and your massive renovation might be you know coming in and putting a new washer in the in, in the kitchen tap or something, you know. Yeah. Uh, and slap a little paint on something, and then having done the renovation, you can you can raise the rent on the basis of this is a different place now. I mean, I've completely rebuilt it and remodeled it, and yeah. It's uh, so you guys got first shot at coming back in, but you've got to pay the new tariff, you know. Right, right. And so uh, so you wrote this, a song about it. Yeah, this this is happening to people. And yeah. uh, I uh I I recently had to move myself. It wasn't quite a rent uh situation, but uh, yeah. it felt like it. Well, Though I, I wouldn't you know I wouldn't say I was a victim of it, but um I I know I know people who are in the situation and uh and it was funny. I was talking with somebody on the radio the other day, and he liked the song, but he liked it from the point of view of the landlord. Oh, jeez. <laughs> he knows all all these friends that are in these <laughs> in these situations where they own this property, they could be making more money from it, but they can't get rid of these tenants. And, oh,
0: poor and, them.
1: And, yeah, yeah. And I I thought, well, uh, I'm kind of the other side, you know. Yeah. I, that's all I said, but. Uh, so, are
0: people gonna be able to hear some of the tunes they know and love of yours when you know when you were here uh, at the Blues Festival? I mean, are you gonna play some stuff like "Try Not to Kill Me"? <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna do "Try Not to Kill Me." I think I did it last time I was there. Everybody loves that song. Yeah. yeah last time, <laughs> when was that? And, and you know, during the the Miller Fillmore administration? Come on. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Uh, I, I'll do some of the oldies for sure. I'll definitely do Worried About the World. Yeah. And yep, uh, yep, yep. and I, I will do the song that Paul DeLay and I wrote together called Crooked Politician. Crooked Politician, yes, yes, and, yes uh, indeed. That's, yeah. uh, that's turned out to be my most popular song for live shows in Canada. It's, I don't even have to sing it. People know the words and they, they <laughs> have to sing them. And And we did this show uh, over on the mainland uh, – big big show and they were they were filming it mm-hmm. and and at the, at the end of it the band and I, you know, we were singing that and the audience was singing so I just sang it to the band to stop playing and then we, we sang it with the audience and then, then we just left the <laughs> stage and the audience kept singing and, and they were still singing as we were like pulling out <laughs> uh, This is
0: a crooked politician and um, well, man, you know, you, there's supposed to be no second acts in life, but you've had about, you've you, you, you you've had a, a series, you've had a whole TV series worth of, worth yeah, of, yeah, it's, um, uh, it's amazing, you know, you know, I mean, uh, it really is, you go to uh, Canada, you win that, you win the best, uh, uh, <laughs> blues piano player award, four out of five years, I mean, man, good for you,
1: yeah, and, uh, you know, and I didn't move to Canada because they needed piano players, <laughs> I mean, well, when I when I got up here, they had Oscar Peterson. I mean, you, don't, you don't you don't need a piano player; you got that guy. And, but there's great great piano players, you know, and, and Van Pianoman Walls. He'd moved up to Montreal. I think he passed away right before I got here. Uh huh. He was the first winner of the Maple Blues Award for Piano Player of the Year in Canada. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh He won it won it the first two years, and then uh, you know, it's Kenny Blues Boss Wayne, my buddy, and. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and my friend Michael Casehammer lives right here in Victoria. Uh, you know, so so last year when I won it last time, three of the five nominees were all from British Columbia. Wow, uh, it was me and uh, Michael and Kenny. And I think, you know, I'd have stood up and cheered if either one of them had won it because they're mm-hmm. great players and great guys. Mm-hmm. Everybody should know their work. They give and you I, a... Go ahead. I didn't. I didn't come to Portland, Oregon, because you needed piano players. You had Janice (laughs) Scroggins, yes, and and some others I could think. You know, Uh, uh, uh. well, it was a shame when we lost you. I tell you that. Well, I was never going to leave Portland. When I got there, I thought, "Well, I've finally come home. This is
0: this
1: felt like the place I've always wanted to live my whole life, and I, I I don't care." what goes on? I'm gonna stay right here, and then I, then I met my yes, my wife Annie. And you were gone. Came, you were. I came up gone. in South B.C. and I said, "How long has this been going on?" <laughs> you were gone, gone, gone. And, and and Twining said, "Quit shipping Russian caravan tea to the to to the to the U.S." <laughs> and Annie says, "Well, we have it in Victoria." <laughs> <laughs> Didn't quite they don't they don't have that brand but you can get Russian caravan tea it's, we got a pretty good tea shop you should come up here and let me take you to a cup of tea i didn't
0: i i i the, i I didn't figure that was a factor but I guess it was
1: yeah. <laughs> absolutely absolutely. That was my pickup line. I can't. <laughs> right? you know, They've quit. They've selling the kind of tea I like down here. Could uh, you look for it up there in BC and see if they got it. And give me your email address so we can correspond about it. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest uh, is history. Yeah, the rest is mystery. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man! Well, listen, it's great to talk to you again. It's great to talk to you, and I'm 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 banging out some liner notes for the tunes on this album. It's my tradition, you know, to let the album be out about two months Uh before I finally get around to writing the liner notes, and I'll I'll send you a copy. All right,
0: I think we're gonna. I think I'll put a. a, a, We will put the a party the uh, party in the in the in the room next door at the end of this. How do you like that? That sounds great.
1: That sounds great. I would like that.
0: Yeah, and we'll have all the uh, all the proper uh, all the proper information on the page there.
1: Yeah, and 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 if people come to see me at the festival, they should be prepared for songs like that. And, you know, in a rockin' good time. Uh, you know, you know, W. C. Handy said that the blues isn't music that brings you down. It's music that picks you back up when you've been knocked down. There you go. There and you so go. that's that's what the blues is all about. It's uplifting music. Yep. Well, you know, since all this stuff's been
0: happening, uh, you know, those of us who 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 are you know, of a mind at the at the radio station, uh, we see our role as uh, doing two things:
1: comfort and inspiration. That's right. That's right. yeah and, and 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 you know, uh, I, I write about some political things in my song, but but I don't just harangue people over politics at my shows. People come. I like what Duffy Bishop says. People come to 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 hear music to get away from all that stuff, right? Uh, too as as well as to you know hear things expressed. But you know when I was there, uh, not too many years ago, and I heard the Neville Brothers sing Marvin Gaye's "What's Going On." Oh yeah, I thought, well, okay. you know, yeah. you can sure get your news from the blues in this song.
0: Yes, indeed. Oh well, they, and they've always done that. They've yeah. always done that. You
1: know? Made me want to holler the way they do my life.
0: Yep. yep yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well. Yeah. Well, all right. I will see you
1: uh, all right uh, I, y- when I yes, see sir, you. I, I'll see you down there. Okay. All right. There's a party in the room next door. I can hear it through the wall. No use of me laying down when they have. There's a party in the room next door Knock, knock, knock I say there's always room for more Rock, rock, rock Taking over the whole down floor They're jumping up and down next door just to shaking my bed. Might as well join the party. My face is turning.